0: Hi, um, I'm Mary Abazia and with me, of course, is Tom Spitali and Sean Wellum. And we have this habit of looking out and looking at things and then putting this lens on to say, hmm, does it work? Does it not work? And we came across an ad from Claritin and um, we're going to show her real quick and then we're going to, you know, we want you to form your own opinion. But then we have some pretty strong opinions in a lot of different ways about this. So here's it. Here it goes.
1: Increasing temperatures and carbon dioxide concentrations are resulting in more pollen and pollen that is more allergenic. I'm Dan Katz. I'm a senior research associate at Cornell University in the School of Integrative Plant Science. When somebody is choosing what kind of tree to plant, there's a bunch of different variables to consider. One of those variables should be pollen, though. And right now, it usually isn't. A lot of trees are dioecious, which means that they have separate male and female trees. This is a male Ash Juniper tree right here. And on it, you can see the male pollen cones here. And each one of these can have a large amount of pollen in it up to half a million pollen grains. Now compare that with a female Ash Juniper tree. You can tell the difference between them because this one has Juniper berries on there. It's the males that produce the pollen that cause allergies. Whereas the females do not produce any pollen. And so they're not of allergenic concern. And so there's a lot of different ways that we can get towards this goal of having lower allergen cities that will help everybody go outside and enjoy it.
0: Okay, so just in case you didn't see it, Claritin was behind all that. So Tom, why don't you first take it and then we'll have Sean talk.
2: Okay, well, I the the question is, Will this be effective for Claritin? I think ultimately, um, I'm gonna give Sean credit for pointing this out as we discussed this earlier, this Claritin as an allergy relief medicine really want less pollen in the environment. But the fact the no matter, the reason I think that a campaign like this and a, and a marketing strategy around this can be effective is frankly, we've really seen it work. Uh, we all worked with uh, a premium baby formula company who had a marketing uh, strategy and a tagline that said "breast is best." Breast is best. Now think about that. If if breast is best and you're selling infant formula and everybody decides all moms decide to breastfeed, you're you're out of business. But in a very competitive environment. It can really be—I don't know—is the word disarming, um, authentic, for companies to show, um, you know, a bigger, um, a, a bigger level of concern for the planet, for the environment, for babies, whatever, envi- you know, whatever market that you're in. And so, what Claritin is attempting to do here in this campaign is to say, hey, you know, if you do have allergies. Obviously, we, we want you to buy our product, but we're really concerned more broadly um, about the environment and more broadly about reducing pollen counts. And it's just this kind of campaign uh, can be really effective. I guess I should finish the story and then let you guys comment the the whole thing about the baby formula company is we work with them for a number of years. And um, it was really the breast is best was a really effective campaign amongst a number of other things, strategic marketing things that they did, and they were purchased for like a, a, a multiple of like eight or nine times earnings by Nestle, um, who, who who saw how you know how 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 well this company had positioned itself in in the marketplace. So anyway, there's a whole lot to say about that commercial, but I'll just start it there and let you guys kind of kind of build off of that or refute what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: I think generally what what we're saying is 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 true. The the purpose of any story type um, supporting narrative to go along with your product, and it's very smart. They don't mention the product. It's it's on their website. There will be associations with it, but it's not a in any way an advert for their product. It's just showing um, and raising awareness of the causes of some of the symptoms that their product treats. And I think that that's. Um, that's laudable and and, and good, but it's, it's also questionable in my mind, whether what they're proposing would have any, any, any effect in reality. And I think that's an important consideration because um, we need to make sure that whatever we say both resonates with people has the desired effects, but is also fundamentally accurate in, in what they're saying. And I think this, this, i mean I, i'm not a, a plant biologist like the the guy in the advert but i, I would suggest <laughs> there's some issues with the claims implied i don't think any claims were made i think it's up for the viewer or the listener to imply the uh the claims so that 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 would be one thing that i that i that makes me somewhat uncomfortable with these sorts of approaches i i, I believe you know you have to maintain a degree of integrity in the in the message I, yeah in
2: my I, and I, by the way i'd say we have one pro one con i want to hear mary you see mary Thanks. see if you can break the tie but i i i'm i'm pro <laughs> and i'm actually uh, absolutely for um I, I don't want to make it sound like because i'm pro for what clarendon's doing here that i'm um I, I feel like it's unethical what they did i mean factually you know you can dig deep enough into the numbers to, to, to be, you know, try to refute it. But I, I I think there's some accuracy to, to what they're, they're saying. It's just, you know, anyway, Mary, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love it because I guess I'm uh, 90% pro and about 10% con, um, the reason I like it is, is that so many times we work with companies that get caught in that attribute trap. You know, if if you're in the you know pharmaceutical industry, it's about the active ingredients, the side effects. Um, you know, if you're in like equipment, it's about how the features and functions work. And I just find this very refreshing because it gets out of that attribute trap. And moves up to benefits and values. And so many companies right now are really trying to say, hey, we saved the planet, you know, and and sometimes it works like, you know, um, you know, there's some dishwashing soap that I guess can get oil off of, you know, ducks. So they they're saving us. But but I like this because they they do tell the story in a very concise way. And you feel like, you know, I, I suffer. I take shots for allergies. I'm like, oh, if they could even reduce the pollen count a little bit, I would be very happy. And they're doing some good things for the, the planet. They're not just trying to kill the male trees. They're trying to balance. So and I, you know, I I thought that the story was fairly true. And then Sean did the fact checks. And I'm like, oh, well, even if it isn't 100 percent true, companies can use a parcel as long as it's not deceiving. To say, hey, you know, this th- we're going to own this in your mind. So that was, that's where I am. I think,
3: I think with me, just to make sure I don't actually get sued by Clariton I, I, and Tom putting words in my mouth. I never said it was unethical. I never used those terms, and also I never said that that it was, it was misleading. I, I question whether it's giving a full picture. It's from my perspective personally. When I listen to things like that, it makes me, and I may be somewhat unique in that, start to think. How, how does this work then? So using terms like many or a lot of trees uh, are, are gendered, have have a male tree and a female tree, it's about 20%. To my understanding, it's about 20%. I, they don't mention that, obviously. But also the, just the logic of if you plant female trees, trees that have a female and male Divide And you plant them. Well, it's a fairly long term strategy, first of all, before a tree reaches maturity, it takes a lot of time. That's that's one of the things about trees. Right. There are a long time in the production into the growing. Um, but it doesn't do anything to relieve the pollen unless you argue that by planting female only trees, you're not planting male trees. And eventually the the balance will shift. Maybe there's some truth in that. But if you really wanted to stop this this excess pollination because the implication being we've planted more male trees over time. In a a natural biosystem, you'd have 50-50. That's how it works. But if we're implying that we have deliberately planted male trees and created this imbalance, then undoing that imbalance might have some merit. But if you wanted to address the issue quickly, you'd just chop down the excess of male trees. and No one's suggesting that because that would be ecologically a disaster to cut down Thousands of trees. Um, so it's those kind of things. But I, I know that I I do look at things in a in a, in a very specific type of way. And I, as I said at the beginning, I actually think it's a good use of storytelling and narrative to engage people in something different. I appreciate all of that. My only concern is that there's the thin end of the wedge argument that when we think it's okay to create an implication that doesn't really bear scrutiny as being a valuable component of solving the problem that they're talking about, then you run the risk of, of okaying. I, I'm trying desperately to to avoid the term fake news because it's so toxic in general, but it's it, more, more honesty and, and and clarity. I know we're talking advertising and marketing, so I'm in the wrong industry for that, but I just wanted to present the contra view that, that there are, there are some implications here that aren't just yay, yeah, go, go guys for your, uh, your
2: approach. Yeah. Sean, you're in the segment that does, you know, that thinks about things deeply <laughs> and, and, you know, looks, looks deeply at those things. And there's a lot of people that don't. And again, I don't want to suggest that you do something that is, you know, misleading, um, or, uh, anything. Like that. I mean, I think Clareton probably really believes that they're helping to solve a problem.
3: Yeah, well, they made no claims, and that they made no no lies. I'm just to be clear, there was nothing in that that wasn't that wasn't stand up true. There was nothing in that. It's the implication. Yeah. These things are always positioned in a way to to create a, a sense of, of feeling. In my view, I think that's how people uh, are meant to interpret these things, and I think that's the. Uh, that's the bit that I think about. Like, how how, how true is this? What difference would this, this actually make? And of course, the other issue is that if if the report that pollen numbers are growing and will double by 2040, which is part of the bedrock for this campaign, if that is true, tr- is proven to be true. At the moment, it's speculation based on a single report. The primary cause is not the gender misbalance between trees, it's climate change. It's the it's the longer growing seasons, it's the earlier springs and the later falls that are happening in the four-season states. That's the problem that needs addressing is how do we, as in many other aspects of our life on this planet, address the climate change issue. That's the primary driver of this increase in pollen. And if you if you really wanted to Attack that you'd have to go at the at the primary cause rather than some dubious secondary potential cause for it. Again, in my view, I, I, I'm just going off gut rather than uh, making stated claims.
2: There's there's this this technique in marketing called preemption. We've we've studied it, and preemption is when you are the first in your industry to talk about something that perhaps everyone else is already doing you get associated with that particular um, item or, or, or quality that, that you're, you're focused on the famous story of in the mid 1900s of Schlitz beer was something like seventh or eighth in the marketplace. Um, We decided that they were going to talk about the purity of their brewing process, where they got their water from. How they, you know, um aged the beer basically in glass tanks and and all these things they, they did um for the to make a very, very pure beer. At the end of the day, when you step back from it, all the other competitors said, that's exactly what we do. Well, Schlitz was the first beer to talk about it, and they shot up from wherever they were, sixth and seventh in 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 beer sales to to number one. And because they were the first ones to talk about it, preempted everybody else. The question is, is there anything wrong with that? I mean, it's the same thing about us saying, well, look, in your crowded marketplace, everybody's talking about, and Mary, you mentioned this earlier about Claritin. Everybody's in in, in markets that, you know, pharmaceutical markets, everybody's talking about active ingredients and, you know, the molecules You know, Claritin is kind of raising the the level of the debate to talk more about, you know, what's going on in the environment that, you know, they're they're trying to demonstrate the value of caring about the pollen count, about the environment, about how people, allergy sufferers are suffering. So, you know, this idea of preemption, it's not um, that you're talking about something that you're the only one doing, everybody else is doing it. But when you move up the ladder and you're the first one to do it, everybody else sounds like a copycat if they try to parrot that message.
0: Yeah, I think that Claritin um, has been at this for a while. And you know, I, it reminds me of the life cycle. I think they really have gone through the life of an al- for somebody that has allergies. Um, You can buy Claritin pillows and bedding because they know that that's one of the hard places. Now, again, I don't know if the pillow really does prevent you from getting allergies from your cat or whatever else, dust mites. But, you know, good for them for saying, all right, some of your problems in your bedroom. So, you know, here and it helps their brand because they're putting their brand in places that you normally wouldn't expect to see it. Um, and they're trying to own you know that whole that whole category and that's what we're always trying to encourage you know people that we work with clients is you may sell a screw, but can you own you know the integrity of of a rocket you know because hmm. because it's something. So how do you how do you expand the way you think about your business?
3: And I think that's a really important point that the more the more you can own a, an entire category and in, in Claritin's case the, the category of allergies and allergy relief, uh, and allergy causes and so forth, the, the better, the more that your brand be, goes beyond your product or your service and goes into the broad area that you're competing in, the better. We totally agree with that. The more that you can be associated with what you're looking for, of course, at any product is that when someone thinks oh, I've I've got allergies, my eyes are itchy, or I've, I've got whatever symptoms you get. Uh, you're going to reach for the brand that you know and trust. That's just basic branding and marketing. And of course, the more they invest in associating themselves with all aspects of the debate and the discussion around allergies, the better. All that is is absolutely imperative if you want to succeed as a, as, a, as a brand. So, my issue, just to be clear, is nothing to do with uh, should you step outside of your 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 lane. Um, I was going to say, step outside of your swim lane. That would imply I was walking on water, and I don't want to give that impression as well. So, if you were to step outside of of, of your your standard lane, are you broadening too much? And I think no, as long as it's it's coordinated and it's, all that's all that's absolutely great. But you've also got to the the sort of slight cynic in me is still thinking, yeah, in in the twenty or so years it takes for the female trees to come to the rescue. Remember, <laughs> Claritin's available from all good pharmacies. Um but that is probably too cynical for a we're uh, recording this on a Tuesday, so for a Tuesday afternoon.
2: Well I, I think it's you know, the the important parts are, you know, what do you do with this? This if you know, how do you use what Claritin's doing to consider strategy for your brand, no matter what it is? I think one of the things that we can all say, because we 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 work um with people on this all the time is Think about even if you're in B2B industries, think about the values, the emotions, you know, um, obviously, you know, what Claritin is, 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 is focusing on here is the values of, you know, an, an environmental stewardship and, um You know, less suffering, I guess. I I don't know. Some some things that are like higher up than just what the the, on the on the ladder than what the the molecules uh, actually address. But the other the other thing is, are there things you're doing thinking about preemption? Are there things that you're doing and maybe you're not the only one in your industry that are doing them? But are there things that you're doing in your process that nobody's talking about that you can claim and say, you know, and just talk about, you don't have to say we, you don't, you don't lie and say, we're the only ones doing these things. You just talk about them, your process, your, you know, the way that you go about building your products or, or, or what have you, um, if, if, if they actually address some of the values of your target segments, you can potentially get credit um, for owning that value by being just simply being first to talk about those things.
0: Yeah. And to add to what you're saying, Tom, is, is not just talk about it, but telling the story in a way that's so compelling. I mean, finding somebody that can talk about the sex of a tree and how much pollen comes off of it, you know, he, he told us a story that, you know, was emotional and, and got to our soul. And so that's the challenge is, is can you can you tell the story once you have put this campaign together? So we hope we uh, opened uh, a few of your synapses to think a little bit different. And if you do have allergies, Claritin might be a good idea. So mm-hmm. thank you.
3: Available in all good pharmacy. <laughs>